welcome to the Align and Grind podcast. I'm Alyssa Davenport, real estate expert, founder of Alyssa Davenport Fitness, WBFF Pro Bikini Competitor, and entrepreneur on the continuous journey to fulfillment in businesses, relationships, spirituality, and life. Each week, I'll bring you a thought or a guest or a skill that will motivate you to level up in all areas of your life. It's time to trust your intuition, step into your power, show up as your highest self, and become the person you were created to be by taking bold, imperfect action. Get ready to align and grind. What's up, you guys? Welcome to episode 18 of the Align and Grind podcast. And I am so, so excited for today's episode. Now, today's chat is very near and dear to my heart because the topics I will be discussing are my why for starting ADF Babes and becoming a fitness coach. So today we are going to chat all things body image, weight fluctuations, and mindset around health, fitness, and our bodies. Many of us, we want more health or we want, you know, a change in our appearance or we want to show up better in the world and feel and look our best, but we get caught in this, in this perfection obsessive mindset whenever we start a new journey and we can go into a negative headspace or sometimes we begin a fitness journey because we don't currently love where we are and we come at it from a place of negative self-talk and self-hate and things like that. So today I'm going to talk about topics that come up a lot in regards to health and fitness and body image in my coaching business. And we can see how we can reframe our mindsets and get rid of these unrealistic expectations that bring us down. My goal for today's episode is to shed some light on questions and topics that come up a lot with my clients and people in general, right? We're all trying to get healthier and fit. And my hope is that after you listen today, your relationship with your body, food, and fitness improves and that you can continue or begin your health journey with self-love and confidence. So if you follow me on social media, I share quite a bit of my fitness journey background and story on there. So I apologize if you have heard this before on my Instagram, but here is a super quick brief rundown of my journey. I, in high school, I was athletic. I cheered, played soccer, basketball, did all of the things, and I was just naturally athletic and skinny. I didn't really have to focus on how I ate or going to work out on my own because I was just so active and young, and I know many of you can relate to that. And then I got to college, and obviously, you know, you live on your own. You're not getting those home-cooked meals. Maybe you're drinking a little bit too much or eating junk food or staying up late studying. You're not getting enough sleep. And that doesn't just happen in college, right? That happens as adults, too. We all go through seasons where we might not be doing so well with our health and fitness. And so that's what college was for me. 
And I actually had a boyfriend break up with me and tell me that I got fat and said very negative things to me. And that just sent me in a really, really negative headspace with my body image and my relationship with health and fitness. And so after he said that to me, I began to do a ton of cardio. I would just run miles and miles and I would restrict foods. I would not touch a carb, a chip, a bread, nothing. And I got into this really unhealthy, restrictive mindset around food. And I began to work out to punish my body. I began to work out to earn food. And I just felt so helpless and lost and just in a really sad space. And I knew that like, number one, that's not happiness. And number two, I could never sustain that. And so I hired a coach. I began lifting weights. I beginning. I began to learn how to track macros. I began, you know, I competed in a fit fitness competition. I got my pro card and I've just really evolved over the last, I would say five to seven years. I've really been focusing on my fitness journey, but in the last two years, I've gotten extremely intentional, became a coach and all of those things. And so I have been, you know, 30 pounds overweight and then I have been way too skinny and I have been caught in binge eating and yo-yo dieting and restricting foods and social isolation and all of these things. And so I have had disordered patterns with food and a negative body image. And so I do feel qualified to speak about this because I have just overcome so much. And it is my why for being a fitness coach. I love it. It is my passion. And So yeah, that's a brief story. And my journey has come with so many ups and downs. And I have learned so many things that I should probably do another podcast simply talking about everything I have learned. And if you guys like this fitness style content for a podcast, I will keep doing it. But for today, I want to dive into some common things that I see and hear and help you shift your perspective on them if you have experienced any of these things. So let's dive into the topics that come up a lot in regards to health and fitness and body image and weight and see how we can reframe our mindsets and get rid of the unrealistic expectations and garbage, quite frankly, that can flood our minds when we begin a fitness journey. Number one thing I hear about a lot is appearance. Many people come to me or start a fitness journey in general because they are unhappy with their appearance and they want to change it. In fact, the reason I began my fitness journey was because I wanted to look different. And it's great to want to look good and take pride in your appearance. But if your only reasons are superficial, it will not last and you will miss out on the internal benefits like your overall mental and physical health. I can say that for a long time, I was only on my fitness journey because I wanted to look a certain way. I was very, very insecure and it never lasted. I would achieve a certain weight or look a certain way and then it would all come unraveled and I would put the weight back on and it was just this constant hamster wheel that I could never get off of until now, finally, right? But it's been a journey. But 
what you see when you look in the mirror is a very personal thing. And some of the most attractive people are insecure. So it really is not about appearance, but it's about learning to truly love and accept yourself exactly as you are while striving to make positive changes in your health coming from a place of love. If you do not work on this mindset shift, you will never be happy with your body or radiate radiate confidence no matter how you look, you know, and I can attest to that because I have looked incredible at certain phases of my journey and I still felt insecure, unhappy. I still looked in the mirror and had body dysmorphia. And so it really does start from within. It really does start within your mind. And I still have days when I get up, look in the mirror, and I'll go to speak or think negatively about myself, and I have to catch myself and put a stop to it right there, or it is a downward spiral. So if you catch yourself looking in the mirror and picking yourself apart, it might seem silly at first, but you have to replace it. I am beautiful. I am strong. I am confident. You have to replace those negative self-talk moments with affirmations about loving yourself and your body. So, you know, people may tell you how amazing you look or that you don't need to change, but ultimately you guys, it's about how you feel about yourself, nobody else. So it has taken me a while to realize this, but you have to be on the journey to get healthier for you, not for gratification from others. And for a long time, I even like I base my self-worth and confidence on getting compliments from people. You know, I'll be at the grocery store and people are like, oh my God, how does my body look like yours? And, or how can I get my body to look like yours? And that used to light me up. You know, I'm like, that's why I'm doing it right there. Those compliments. And now I'm like, no, I'm doing this for so much more than that. I'm doing this for my clients, for my ADF babes, for how I feel, for how I show up in the world. So Yeah, went off on a rant there, but you get what I'm saying. So how do we change the negative body talk? You and I have to realize that this is the body that we were given. We will walk around in this body for the rest of our lives. So it doesn't necessarily matter how you look, but how you appreciate your body. I personally do not want to wake up every day being so hard on myself for no real reason. I don't want to spend my life wishing I was a I was in another body or only focusing on shrinking the body that I currently have. And once I began looking at myself and talking to myself a little nicer and replacing negative self-talk with body positive affirmations, I did begin to experience breakthroughs. And like I said, I still have to catch the negative self-talk and replace them a lot. It is an ongoing journey, but you are worth it. Every day when you look in the mirror, you guys, you have a choice. How and what can you do each morning to make sure that you are going to do the things that make you feel good? This is why I am so into rituals and systems and habits to get my mindset right for the day. Think about it. If I woke up every day and looked in the mirror and started listing all of the things I don't like, about myself, then I would start to think about what others think. And then my whole day would be focused on this draining, unnecessary negativity that I'm putting on myself. And I know because I have been there. Then you spend all day trying to shake off that crappy feeling of not loving yourself. And then 
you know, it's just a downward spiral. So you have to be intentional about what you say to yourself, you know, say, this is who I am. I cannot change my genetics or my hip dips. By the way, hip dips are natural. It's okay. You know, I can't change the fact that I don't have a thigh gap, right? This is me. And I do not want to waste my energy picking myself apart. I want to take that energy and serve others, make an impact, be productive, build shit, right? You guys, it is so draining to only care about your appearance and not love yourself. So when you are in a state of appreciation throughout your days for your health, for your body, etc., the journey is just so much better. So just catch yourself falling into those negative thought patterns and thought by thought just come from a place of gratitude and appreciation. And I promise you the journey just will be so much better. Love yourself exactly as you are. Speak kindly to yourself. Surround yourself with body positive sayings. Focus on how you feel, not just how you look, and you will start to see results. Another common thing I hear is people are wanting to hit a certain weight on the scale. And I could go on and on and on about this. The scale is a tool to measure progress. It is not the end all do all. Photos and body measurements and how you feel, those are also ways to monitor progress that are a lot more reliable than the scale. One of the biggest tips I can give you is do not attach your identity to a number on the scale. It's funny because I have been the same weight in photos or even heavier and my body composition was completely different. Like a side-by-side photo, I'm, you know, 130 pounds in both, but I look completely different. So it's weight is not all that matters, I promise. So something I tell my clients is if you must weigh in, Weigh in every Friday morning in a fasted state first thing in the morning before the weekend, before a treat meal, before drinks. Make sure it's at the same time in the same state consistently, right? Like if you eat a massive meal before bed and then you want to weigh in that Friday morning, that might not be an accurate measure because you ate a ton before bed when you usually don't. So you want to weigh in same time, same day, same state consistently and just use it as a tool. It is not the end all do all. Weight fluctuations are normal. And I think it's about like five pounds each way up or down is completely normal, depending on so many variables. And it is such an unreliable source to wake up every morning and rely on a scale to determine how you feel about yourself or if you are making progress or not. I would always make sure to use more than one form of progress tracking, such as photos and measurements, like I said, or a body scan, such as a DEXA scan from a certified professional. You know, I have wasted so much time attaching my progress to the scale and looking back. It's so sad, you guys, because all along I was making progress and I let that number steal my joy in the present moment. So what is the better option? Let me ask you this quit 
or second guess your routine because the numbers on the scale aren't moving or realizing it's about so much more than that. And when you are starting a new routine or you're starting to eat differently, your body has to adjust. If if results were immediate, everybody would be walking around fit and happy. But the reality is results are not immediate. It takes resilience, consistency, and that is why that is what separates the people from from succeeding in their goals or not. So if you are going to use a scale, you have to be emotionally able to deal with that number going up and down because it will, especially as women, you know, we experience so many fluctuations for so many reasons. So you have to be strong or you got to ditch the scale one or the other. Weight and body fat are completely different. So after a treat meal on the weekend, which my meal plans do include a treat meal, I do believe in them. I do not call them a cheat meal because you are not cheating yourself. You worked hard and you deserve a treat. Um, But after a treat meal on the weekend, you will be holding water. That is why I say to weigh in on Friday before the weekend, right? So let me break this down. One pound is around 3,500 calories. So to gain a pound of fat, you have to eat at an approximately 3,500 calorie surplus. And to lose a pound of fat, you have to be in a deficit of 3,500 calories. So remember guys, one good meal will not make you lose weight, just like one bad meal won't make you gain weight. You are what you consistently and repeatedly do, so be gentle with yourself and don't underestimate the power of consistency. Close your eyes and visualize where you will be in six months, a year, and so on if you don't quit and just own the day one step at a time. Stack those small wins and remember it took time to put on the undesired body fat and it's going to take time to shed the unwanted body fat. And, you know, many people think, I hear this all the time, many people think when I hit a certain goal weight, then I'll be happy. And let me tell you, I have looked better and felt better at some of my heavier times. Now you might be hearing this and you might roll your eyes, but that is why my fitness app allows you to compare side by side comparisons because over time you will notice wow, I actually looked a little bit better at this weight. And like when I start getting skinnier, maybe I don't, maybe I don't look as good. So I promise you it is about the photos, not just about the scale. Another thing I see a lot is people working out for punishment for what they ate or to earn their food. And again, I have done this so many times when I began to train for strength and form and technique and feeling powerful and sexy, that's when the results came. When you fall in love with the process of improving your nutrition, form, and intensity in the gym, that's when the results become sustainable. And that's what we all want, right? We don't want to hit results and progress and then lose it because we actually hated the journey all along and we were starting something that we couldn't actually stick to, right? So working out is not a punishment for what you ate. It's a celebration of what your body can do. And this might sound cheesy, but when you are walking, when you are jogging, when you are on those stairs, when you are lifting weights and you're miserable, Like, thank you, universe. Thank you, God, that I am healthy and able to do this right now. Because if you are listening to this and you are able to show up and better yourself, you are blessed. So do not take it for granted.
Another common topic that comes up is this idea that tracking macros or counting calories becomes obsessive. And I totally get that. There is something for everybody. Tracking macros is not for everybody. And I do not track calories. I track macros. Macros ensures that your body is getting adequate amounts of uh, proteins, carbs, and fats specific to your goals. And it allows you to incorporate the foods that you love without feeling guilty. So if you are somebody who falls into restrictive eating patterns or beats yourself up for having a cookie or gets social anxiety around going out to eat with friends because you don't know how many calories is in the food, tracking macros is for you. Now, there are two different types of ways to eat, in my opinion, that I I teach as a fitness coach and you either track macros or you eat intuitively. Now for me, I come from, you know, a restrictive background. I come from a binging and yo-yo dieting background. And so for me, intuitive eating is very hard because if I'm eating something that tastes really good, I generally just can't stop. I just want to eat it and eat it and eat it. And I can't even tell if I'm full or not. Like I don't even know what's going on. So macros for me allows me to have that cookie, ensures that I'm staying within my ranges for the day and I can still hit my goals without having anxiety or feeling like I had to go run 10 miles because I had a cookie. Now, some people, they can eat intuitively just fine. They can have a burger and fries. They can cut the burger in half and have a couple fries and they can stop when they are full. I personally am still working on this. Even as a coach, I am not perfect. So I track macros to just make sure that I'm hitting my goals and staying where I need to be while also not restricting or overtraining or falling into unhealthy patterns. And you are either one or the other. You're either an intuitive eater or you learn to track macros. And, you know, I'm big on both. I, I respect both. I appreciate both. I personally track macros because it is food freedom to me. I I still have days where I am mind blown that I can have tacos or a burger or a piece of cake and still lose weight. And for me, knowing that and having that peace of mind and that food freedom is everything. But again, it is all about what works for you and what you can stick to. And the main goal with tracking macros is you do it for a little while. You learn how to eat and you learn how to be intuitive, and then you can kind of cut back and give yourself some more flexibility. But if you have a serious goal to hit fast or to not necessarily fast, but if you just have a specific goal and you want to make sure that you are on track, macros will just give you so much peace of mind. So many people obsess over perfection when the simple act of learning how to track and learning how to eat is so huge. You guys, if you come to me and you want to be a coaching client and you tell me that you have never tracked in your life, you have no idea what you're consuming on a daily basis. If I assign you macros and a meal plan, the simple act of being aware and knowing what you are putting in your body is going to move mountains for you. So you do not have to obsess over perfection. You just need to show up and get better and try and you will still see results. It's a beautiful place to be. Next thing is oftentimes when clients begin my fitness challenges or any other workout routine, Sometimes they obsess over perfection to the point that it becomes dehabilitating. And I see it 
all the time. Women will start out extremely strong and then just kind of trickle off and get quiet on me. And what I want to tell you is three days is better than none. 30 minutes is better than not showing up at all. Checking six boxes out of the 10 that you set for yourself to achieve on your fitness journey is better than none. Starting a workout routine or challenge late is better than not starting at all. You do not have to be perfect to see results. And if you are so attached to perfection that you quit when you slip up, you'll never reach the other side, you guys. So embrace being human and just get right back on track. Do what you can. Y'all know my model. My motto is own the day. Just own the day. And so many people start something and give up so fast because they weren't perfect. I see it time and time again with my challenges. I also see huge success stories, obviously, but today we are talking about the hiccups and how to get through them. So you guys, I am not perfect, but over time, the fact that I have not ever given up on myself is why I have achieved what I have. You need to stick it out and you need to be consistent, not perfect. I will tell you, even as a coach, there have been times where I have slipped up. I have binged on sweets and food before I had to go film a workout challenge for my clients. And I felt so down on myself and I wanted to quit and I did not want to show up. But I thought, you know, I can either sit here and sulk and stay down on myself and sit in this self-pity pit, or I could get up get helpful when I feel helpless and go make a difference in another woman's life, even if I don't look my best for this video. And that's what you can do. Anytime you get knocked down, just get right back up. Because what is the other option? Not getting back up and, and staying where you are? No, we're not going to do that over here, right? So yeah, that was a rant, you guys. I'm sorry. But some people get um, super hung up also on home versus gym and not starting because they don't have access to a gym. But you can commit to a home plan and focus on your tempo and your form and adding resistance and reps and training with true intention and purpose and mind and muscle connection. You do not need a gym to see progress. And I do see a lot of women or clients in general hold back on getting started because they can't get into a gym routine. And I'm like, do you have two water bottles? Because that can be your dumbbells and we can get it in at home. So don't wait for perfect circumstances to get started. You know, I do offer home and gym programs and I tell my clients to choose what they can stick to consistently. Because if you start something that you can't stick to, then the results won't stick either. Lastly, you guys, is please begin your days with intention. If you are on a health and fitness journey or any life journey for that matter, please keep your why and your vision for your life in front of you. Journal about it. If you are feeling the need to start a health and fitness journey or you've already started one and on the days where it gets hard or you lack motivation, you have to remember why you said yes to getting started and what made you want to make that decision. So, that was it for my tips for today. I feel like I could go on and on and on with fitness content. And if, if you guys enjoy this, I will definitely do more. But to wrap it up, I want to tell you that no matter 
what you are starting, set yourself up for success, and eliminate resistance where you can. If you know you have weaknesses or triggers, remove them. If you can't resist the cookies, get rid of them. Make it to where you have to physically go get them, right? Like, do I really want it that bad to get up off the couch, pause Netflix, and go get it? If so, you deserve it. Go right ahead. If you know you have a busy week, meal prep and pre-plan your weekly menu. Make it fun. Like, change up your weekly menu. Lay out your gym clothes. Pick a gym time window and stick to it, right? Leave less room for error, but remember perfection is the killer of dreams. Perfect is boring. And the best advice I can give you is to focus on small amounts of progress each week. If that means hitting the gym gym three days or hitting your meals three days out of seven, this will all still add up. Repetition, you guys, is a powerful, powerful tool. So hitting your step goal, hitting your water goal, journaling and working on your mindset, getting enough sleep, it's all overlooked sometimes. So I want you all to remember today that little by little, a little becomes a lot. Little by little, a little becomes a lot. I really, really hope today's episode encouraged you and inspired you wherever you are in life. You do have the power to love yourself and be a masterpiece and a work in progress simultaneously. And I'm sorry if it felt like I was yelling at y'all today. I'm just super caffeinated, super jacked up. Um, But yeah, I really hope today helped you and I'm super excited to chat with you all next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening in for another A&G episode. I really appreciate you taking the time to be here with me and also for taking the time for yourself. If you found this episode helpful, it would be so amazing if you shared it on your story and tagged us or send it on to someone who would benefit from listening. It would also mean the world if you left a review on the Apple Podcast app so we can reach and inspire more and more people. If you are vibing with this podcast and you want more, feel free to join our Instagram and Facebook communities by searching Align and Grind Podcast. Thanks again, guys. Bye.